everybody and welcome back to another episode of the bloodlust and bourbon podcast my name is steven i'm hannah i'm troy and today we it's kind of an extra episode because we're going to have another episode this round but um we're, we're kind of going back to, to normal because it just seemed like most podcasts really weren't doing uh what we were doing and that's not to call anyone out it, it's just kind of i guess it wasn't necessary um so we're, we're going to kind of, you know, go back to normal, but also have the discussion that we mentioned in the last episode that Hannah wanted to have. Um, but we'll be mentioning movies that we've seen. Um, this doesn't diminish the fact that there's um, two strikes going on in the industry. And um, we Hopefully need to be- another one, too. Video uh, games. Oh, video games. Yeah. Video games. Yeah, that'll be. I know that that SAGs approved or or someone approved that. Um, so we'll see what happens there, but hopefully we'll have three strikes um, uh, soon. Uh, so yeah, uh, our discussion tonight um, is going to be what the fuck is a horror movie? And that is the title of this episode. What the fuck is a horror movie? A horror movie. Uh, so, before we do that, let's get into some horror movies that we've been watching um, recently. And it's been a few months, so pick wisely, I guess. Um, Hannah? <laughs> well, as you said, pick wisely. So I've got a couple here that are related and one that isn't. Uh, I recently read Dracula for the first time. And surprisingly, I actually really liked it. Uh, the only other old horror that I've read was Frankenstein, which I did not. But I really did generally enjoy Dracula. If you haven't read it, it is super fucking gay, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, so after reading it, Steve showed me Bram Stoker's Dracula, the one with uh, the really fucking ridiculous hairdo on Gary Oldman. Oh, oh, and that one. Okay. That one. <laughs> I was like, bro, I was like, Bella Lugosi, and then I'm like, oh, no, it's literally called Bram Stoker's Dracula. No, like, the really <laughs> ridiculous hairdo. Like, yeah. what? Oh, Lord. With Keanu Reeves, I think, in it, too? Keanu Reeves and um, Winona Ryder and I think a bunch of other famous people, but those yeah. are the ones that stick out. I love the armor in that movie, like, his 
the red armor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, the, it's uh, Francis Ford Coppola, I think, directed it. Yes. It's uh, it's supposed to be, I guess, one of the best ones. It's got like a 7.5 or something on IMDb. And I didn't dislike it. It was it frustrated me for the same reason I think that a lot of King adaptations frustrate me. And I'm looking at you, Dark Tower. Uh, there's so much plot going on in the book and the movie just dropped a bunch of it, which is reasonable. Like, you can't put everything in there. But then they added this whole other thing about uh, the character of Mina being, like, the reincarnation of Dracula's love from a thousand years ago. It's like, why? Like, you had so much to work with already that you already could not deal with. Why are you writing in this really kind of goofy extra plot? I I really could have done without that. And Steve, I think, said that a lot of them kind of have that. So it didn't make me particularly want to watch a bunch of the other uh, Dracula adaptations. But it's other than that, that, I didn't dislike it. Yeah, go ahead. It's not that they all have, like, that plot. It's just that they, like, each version of Dracula, like... The, like picks and chooses what they what they you know you've got the you've got the bear plot right like uh, you you got uh somebody going out seeing dracula dracula coming back to england or germany or depending on on what version you have um and then like they just kind of add stuff or take stuff out um depending on that um i'm curious did it change your opinion on the the last voyage of the Demeter after you read the uh, read the book? Uh, so it did not exactly. That's actually why I started reading the book because we were going to see that movie, gotcha. and I had already gotten through the like three pages or whatever that covered that before we saw the movie. It's and only three reading, pages. It is. It's so short because it's okay. just the captain's log. Okay. And I was reading it. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I totally see how this is a movie. This is like, it's very, there's not a lot of description because it's literally just the captain being like, okay, last night, so-and-so was on the watch and tonight he's gone and the men are not happy. And then, oh, look, tonight someone else was on the watch and now he's gone. I was like, okay, yeah, I can see this working. And, uh, you know, the movie obviously took some liberties. One of the things that I liked the most out of that part of the book was that when the ship came in, there was a corpse tied to whatever they call the big ship's wheel thing. And I really liked that image and I was looking forward to it. And then that didn't happen. I was like, God damn it. But on the whole, I actually really liked that movie. I thought they, you know, they changed what a lot of things they needed to change. And it's clearly a like kind of, alternate universe almost dracula where there are spoilers i guess have you seen it troy no i'm not but i actually okay. have come around to wanting to see it so but you can totally tell I, i'm not oh. going to be upset about spoilers. okay i was gonna say that i'm not gonna spoil it let me just say the ending is different from how it ends in the book okay and it would it's implied that it would affect um maybe the rest of the events in the novel which okay. I would be fine with. Like, I would actually like sort of a revised. I know this sounds really, um, <laughs> really hypocritical given what I just said about uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula movie. But, you know, if you're going to do an alternate version of it where you're changing a lot of stuff, like, I'm kind of okay with that. But if you're saying you're going to do a straight up adaptation of it, then I don't 
want you changing like one of the major things, I guess. I don't know. But no, right. I did. I liked I liked the last voyage of the Demeter. I, I know a lot of people it flopped really, really hard. But I liked it. I thought it was good. It's kind of sad that that flopped so hard because they it they've been working on that for like 13 years or some yeah. shit. Yeah. The, the, the last voyage of the Demeter, uh, Demeter they've yes. been working on it for Demeter, 13 years. Yeah. Yes. Like, like, yeah, the screenplay has been like being shuffled around for like over a decade. Damn. I heard mostly positive things about it. Honestly, like, I don't think it did gangbusters at the box office, but if coming from horror people, I heard nothing but like, oh, it's a pretty fun movie. Like, I didn't hear it was amazing, but I didn't hear anything negative about it. So um, I'll definitely check it out uh, fairly soon for sure. I liked it. And then the the other one that I'll mention real quick is not vampire related, uh, although it is creepy people consuming people thing. And that is Honeydew from 2020. And this one's weird. It's got a low rating on IMDb, but it seems like it's one of those that like not a lot of people like it, but the people who do really, really like it. And I fall into the latter camp. It's sort of in the vein of like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or X where a couple are out trying to camp and they get run off the their campground in the middle of the night because it turns out they're trespassing and they stop at a weird little farmhouse and the woman who lives there serves them a meal and she's got a weird adult kid living with her who's clearly disabled and everything is just off. Okay. And it just it snowballs out of control. It is honestly one of the grossest movies I've ever seen. And oh, not oh so much, well, okay. No, no. So not so much in like gore or puke or anything like that. It's just that everything in the movie looks greasy. There's all this food being cooked and all of it looks rancid. Like mm. I can smell the movie. I can smell the people in it and everything's just so so fucking gross oh that's great i'm i'm here for that (laughs) (laughs) uh the sound is really good in it like it's all very very off-putting every character in it is just awful including the main couple honestly it's the type where you're like would you fuckers just break up you hate each other uh but yeah i i liked it it's maybe a little disjointed by the end i was like okay you're you're trying to do too much, but I I liked it quite a bit. It's on Tubi and it's free, so like there are worse ways you could spend an hour and a half. All right, yeah, I'll go next and mention a, a couple of movies. <clears throat> one of these, uh, the next one that I'm going to talk about, Hannah and I both watched together. Um, I think it's been mentioned on this podcast before that Hannah is incredibly arachnophobic, and I'm not a huge fan of spiders myself. When I see them, um, but I can usually handle them in movies. Um, but we decided to just do it and watch arachnophobia. Uh, now it's been well over a decade since I've seen the movie and possibly longer for Hannah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, I love this movie. It's, uh, it's a fun movie. It's if you're arachnophobic, it, it's terrifying. Um, I, but I do think I can speak for both Hannah and I when I say, like, I think the, the bigger spider is clearly fake. Like, it, it's just yeah. noticeably fake. Um, right. But all the all the little ones are are pretty pretty creepy if you're arachnophobic. 
Um, and it's just got such a stacked cast and it's such a fun, fun little movie to watch. It, it's, it's very much of its time. It very much feels like, like a nineties movie. Uh, sure does. but it's such a fun movie. Um, I think on Letterboxd, I gave it like a four and a half out of five. Like there's, there's just not much to say negatively about this movie. Hannah, did you have any thoughts on that or not? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. The big spider was just so obviously fake. That didn't bother me that much, but the little ones are real. And yeah. I did not, that, that was rough. Uh, I saw this movie when it came out. I was six and my parents showed it to me. And that's what's wrong with me. <laughs> and uh, it was actually interesting to watch it again. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Like that was burned into my fucking retinas. It was it was good to know, at least, that I haven't been imagining this shit. And I was glad to be able to watch it just because I love Julian Sands. And you know, it's super sad that he's... Uh, he died this year, so. At least they found his remains, though. That's good. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. It, they can get closure, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next thing we're going to mention, I was actually kind of shocked that Hannah didn't uh, bring this one up. Um, but it's a newer one. It's from a director that we've already covered, Stuart Thorndike. Mm-hmm. Um, we covered Lyle, but her new movie is out called Bad Things. Mm. Um, and it is, you know how Lyle was very Rosemary's baby. Yes. This is very the shining. Oh, okay. So I like it. It's getting a lot of, it seems like either people really love it or really hate it. Um, and I didn't think it was as good as Lyle, but I still thought it was, it was a really, really interesting and fun watch. Um, but any anything that this director puts out, I'm going to be interested in just because, like, they tend to be making new lesbian versions of these classic horror movies. And, Lyle was uh, great on its own. Like, Lyle was yeah. just, in general, really fucking good movie. Yeah. I wish it I was agree. longer. I don't know the last time I wished the movie was longer, and I wish that movie was longer. Yeah. Hannah, do you have any thoughts on bad things? Uh, well, I just looked it up on IMDb. It has a 3.6 out of 10. That's silly. Bad things. Yeah. It's Bad things. For you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah, I'm with you. I liked Lyle better, but I really enjoyed bad things. I like the cast, uh, the main character, I forget her name, but she was in glow. If anybody watched that, she was like the Sheila, the she wolf. And it's got Hari Neff, who is in You and Barbie and a bunch of other stuff. I liked it. But. Uh, that, that's funny, because the next one I was going to bring up, uh, since we could just talk about movies now. Uh, yeah, we've all seen Barbie now. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we all love Barbie. All yeah. love Barbie. Yes. 10 out of 10. 10 <laughs> yeah. out of 10. Absolutely. You said, Troy, that you got some like belly laughs out of it, and that's, that really <laughs> is like... Yes, even my nephews, my 14 and 16-year-old nephew, they <laughs> thought it was legitimately really funny. Even from the start, the fucking 2001 is space. I had no idea yeah. that was going to happen. <laughs> I was completely floored. There were so many things like the the image I shared today that I forgot about but then remembered. I'm like that was so funny like when uh 
uh, when uh, the daughter calls Barbie a fascist. Like, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> there's How so many. The railways. <laughs> yes. Or, or the flow of commerce. <laughs> so funny. No, that, that movie, I feel like, regardless of. It, it had it had so many good funny moments that that you can't say or that's a woke thing or something like they're just genuinely really funny and well thought out and and timed very well. Um, I think it, it'll. I hope it wins everything at the fucking Oscars. I I honestly do. Same. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, those are the the movies I was going to mention. Uh, I'm just really glad we can finally mention stuff like like Barbie and <laughs> and love Barbie. You know. Yeah, uh, Troy. What have you been watching? So I have been, I have been uh, becoming closer and closer to Tubi. That's just like my go-to. Even though I have stuff with paid subscriptions, Tubi is just so on it when it comes to stuff I've forgotten about, and I have the chance to revisit it. Um, I've also remembered that I can download movies to my phone. I, I will say this for purposes legally to my phone and i can push a button and it streams it to my xbox so i've I've been able to watch quite a few things but going back to tubi um there's movies that i was i hadn't seen but i really wanted to revisit and see if i like them uh first was um the uh sometimes they come back for or sometimes they come back for more and then I saw the sequel to it sometimes they come back again and i started sometimes they or no, sometimes they come back, sometimes they come back again, and sometimes they come back for more. I, it's, it's, Steve, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's either that or flipped. But. Yes. But, you know, it's like, it's, it's like added every title. And it's so funny. Um, it, it's, there's, it, they're definitely both of the two, both of the first two movies. Um, they say the name of the movie in the, it's so funny how they do it. They're like, well, sometimes they come back. <laughs> um, but the first one I, I watched, I've never seen the first one. I have only ever seen uh, Sometimes They Come Back Again with, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, you said she's dead. It's uh, last name, uh, Arquette. Uh, oh, Patricia Ar- Arquette. Or no. Not Patricia Arquette. Not it's, Patricia. It's, it's, Alexis? It's her, Alexis, yeah, Arquette. Alexis. Yes. Yeah. It's, so it's Alexis's sister. Um and it's so funny because the only things I've ever seen her in are Bride of Chucky and uh, sometimes I come back for more. But it was just such a it's always going to be stuck in my head where and sometimes they come back for more. There's the part where uh, they track down um, the girl who plays um, uh, Jan Brady in the like. 90s adaptation of the Brady Bunch movie and they like kill her with tarot cards by like telekinesis spinning and throwing them at her like they're really sharp edged cards or something and she's just like riddled with (laughs) with tarot cards and it's always stuck in my head and and for who whoever you know whoever doesn't know about these movies um, Hannah you're I would very much say you're like the authority on King um steven even more so than me for sure um but i don't know if these are i'm assuming this is like a short story that stephen king wrote um and i'm assuming that only maybe the first one is adapted from the short story and the other two are just i i this the other two like whenever i watch the second one i'm like 
this really doesn't seem like this is Stephen King. It just seems like they're taking the title. They have the rights to it and they're making a movie about it. Um, it did. The whole thing was so silly, but as a kid, it just really scared me. Um, I rewatched uh, those though. The first one was, you know, it's just uh, the, the, the greasers get killed and their ghosts come back and torment the, the kid who they tried to, you know, rob. It's, I was really weird because I'm sitting here like, man, he's been through enough. His his brother died. He had a traumatizing event. Now they're coming back to try to like to get him. Like, just leave this fucking dude alone. Um, but I liked it. I thought the first one was really good. The second one is so fucking corny, but I I still liked it. it. Has Michael Gross in it? You know, from Tremors. He's in all the he's he's Bert in all the Tremors movies, and it's so funny because in in the Tremors movies, Bert's like really gung-ho uh you know dale gribble gun guy and then in this movie he's like fucking nerd he's like a nerd he's just like very reserved and then hillary swank is in this movie too the second one it's just it's so funny (laughs) um but i thought it was like like fun like really stupid fun i guess um and then I watched a John Ritter movie called Terror Tract, which is a horror anthology from 2000. And I remember it. I was just kind of reminiscing on movies that really stuck out stuck out to me as a kid. Um, and it's it has uh, Dom DeLuise's son and John Ritter is a real estate agent. And he's showing these this this couple around to all these houses in this neighborhood, which looks like a upper middle class, like suburban neighborhood. And each house they go to has a sordid, dark history. Something really shitty happened there. And that's what the segment is about. And then the whole wraparound is John Ritter keeps getting a uh, ominous phone call from what I'm guessing is his boss. And he is told you have to sell a house by like five o'clock. And it gets to like the end of the movie. And John Ritter's like still hasn't sold a house because obviously they're not going to want to move into a house that had all these horrible things happen. And as they're leaving the neighborhood, like every house as the, like the wife is like running away or driving away from the neighborhood. There's like somebody is like a, like a wife is like mowing over her husband's body or you see somebody like shoot, like it's just chaos, but in like a suburban neighborhood. Um, But it's very, very early two thousands horror that I think is at its best. I think it's actually pretty fun to watch. If you were like really wanting to go into two thousands horror, Um, I revisited cabin by the lake um with uh what's his face from the breakfast club um oh what's a uh judd Judd nelson judd nelson have you seen cabin by the lake no i like judd nelson though oh i i don't know why i don't know why hannah I, i have you seen it have you seen it steve what cabin by the lake cabin by the lake with judd nelson no i don't think so actually oh I don't know why I feel like you all would really like this movie. It's very straightforward, very made for TV, but Judd Nelson is an author and he writes a book about how this man has a, uh, has a, uh, a garden in his lake that has all these women in it that he's drowned. But the whole thing he's, he's writing the book, um, based on like, he's getting all the research for his book by actually abducting and sinking 
women to the bottom of this lake. And so Judd Nelson is the, the villain. And I think it came out in like 2000 or 2001. And <laughs> I thought it still held up. I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty decent. Um, um, and would definitely, uh, definitely watch it again for sure. Um, there's even a second one that came out, but I just, I always caught it on TV in, in the early two thousands. And, um, I was like, you know what, this is still like kind of eerie. And it's one of those things that's definitely horror, but it could be ambiguous of, you know, what goes into our topic here and here shortly about what is or isn't horror as people like to say is or isn't horror. Um, but I just was all about like early two thousands horror over the past few weeks, honestly. And, um, I'm still kind of in that mood, but, um, uh, but yeah, uh, that's, you know, I think there were a few other things I can't really think about, but those are the, those are the ones I wanted to talk about. So I, if you've, not seen those you're looking for early 2000 stuff i do recommend those i'm almost always looking for early 2000 stuff so yeah, i can't believe you you all have not seen cabin by the lake i'm so curious how you, maybe you might hate it i don't know but like it's judd nelson um made for tv 2000s horror i think it's great <laughs> i think it's actually on my tubi watch list right now <laughs> yeah it's totally a movie that would have on tubi like forever Dude, tubi, people are sleeping on tubi by the way i saw some meme that was like what kind of shitty bargain bin movie are we going to put on tubi today and i'm like get out is on fucking tubi yeah. get out is on tubi they have they have big name horror titles on tubi all the time albeit it's short but like they have them on there all the time and they have a lot of good movies that no one else has. They have, they almost have a better selection than shutter sometimes if I'm being completely honest with you, like as far as like nostalgia, you know, delving into it, you know what I mean? So no, it's a bigger selection. Oh yeah. It's, it's definitely true. I think that like shutter is relying on a lot of like, not original content because the original content's really slowed down, but like they're relying on a lot of the like stuff like the last drive in to keep. Them yes. Going. I um, mean, I'm a self-proclaimed uh, mega fan of that show and I hope it lasts forever because it's like, it's, you know, it's a show with a horror host and I love Joe Bob myself. Um, but I agree. I agree. I think, that's one of the only things with shutter that really draws me to shutter anymore was Joe Bob. It still is, but um, they really don't have as good of a horror selection, I think as something like Tubi does. And I don't give a shit. The, the I don't think that the, I don't think that like any movie on Tubi is so laden with commercials and ads that it makes it an issue. And I like that they they don't do it in the middle of like a sentence. I feel like I watched Pluto and they were like cutting movies in the middle of like people talking. And they don't do that on Tubi. They they wait until it's a good like all these yeah. movies I watched. It was definitely in a like it's literally the same transition you would see if you're watching something on TV or something. So yeah. 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 Well, Tubi stand I, I, over here. Tubi is gaining in popularity in the horror community too, and yeah, yeah. Tubi is a blessing. Consider because my, my I was talking to my nephew, and it, I was like, "You got to watch this. It's on Tubi." He goes, "I don't have Tubi." I'm like, "Literally everybody has Tubi, and you don't <laughs> have to pay for it. You have Tubi. Yeah. I promise." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So let's do this. Let's get into this. What well, is going to be a very interesting conversation. I'm excited. Yep. Let's move into what the fuck is a horror movie. All right. So Hannah, I need you to explain to the audience and to us. We already know more than likely, but explain to us. Why did you pick this as a topic that we needed to discuss? Because Stephen, I am very tired and very cranky. Every goddamn time someone posts a movie in any of the horror groups, some fucking yakko gets on it either in the like the person who posted or somebody in the comments and it's like, well, this isn't horror. And they do it about goddamn everything. People do it about someone's done it about the others. People do it about sinister. People somebody said it- the others isn't the horror in sinister? Steve, the others? Yeah, somebody said that uh, the others. It was on another podcast. Somebody said the others was like a thriller. What the fuck? Yeah, this is you're. It's fine to tell people to shut the fuck up when they say stuff <laughs> like that. It's just, it's so stupid. It's, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's really dumb. It's, yes. it's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah, but it's just, it's everything there's always somebody on there going well it's not really horror and i just always want to go would you shut the fuck up uh it's like to a lot of people i think it's anything that isn't like freddie or jason or michael myers like if it's not a super bloody slasher then it's not horror Usually I would also say, or if it's not paranormal, but then they started throwing ghost stories in there. So I guess that's not horror either. I don't fucking know anymore, but I find the gatekeeping really annoying. I'm going to throw my brother under the bus here too, because we had a long conversation earlier this year when he first watched Midsommar and he was like, oh, I really liked it, but that's not horror. That was a drama with horror elements. I'm like, what the... What are you talking like that movie is horrifying. That is like a cult that is killing people. Everybody in that gets murdered. That is absolutely a horror movie. It's like, mm, no, I don't think so. <laughs> ah. And it shouldn't bother me because like eh, everybody can have their opinions. At the end of the day, it doesn't actually matter. Uh, but also I feel like we don't the horror genre does not benefit from gatekeeping to that degree. Like you're not actually helping anybody when you point at this movie and that movie and you're like, well, that's not actually horror enough. You can just be like, Hey, here's some horror movies that I like. And to me, everything that falls under kind of like horror thriller, anything kind of dark and gritty like that, like that's you're enough. That's close enough. (laughs) You are enough. You don't have to, (laughs) <laughs> to narrow it down quite so much but that's that's why i picked this because i want to complain and i'm also <laughs> curious <laughs> i'm also curious uh about you know what would a definition of horror look like and how you guys would try to define that i think yeah preach it i i agree with every fucking thing you just said everything yeah, I, I roll my eyes every time someone goes well this isn't horror is yeah it? like uh yeah no we're not gonna yeah, yeah. So <laughs> let's just go to the bare bones definition of a horror movie. Or, yeah, the one horror. I Googled seems pretty sufficient for the definition of horror, if I'm being honest with you. Yes. So horror defined in Wikipedia is something you could easily look up before you open your fucking mouth. Um, 
Horror is a film genre that seeks to elicit fear or disgust in its audience for entertainment purposes. Yes. Yes. See, that's that's amazing because to me, I always was like, well, my definition is too simplistic, but that's actually pretty close because my definition is just, is it trying to horrify you? That's a horror movie. Yeah, it encompasses everything. (laughs) That's why I was talking to somebody just like prior to pulling up to my house. I think the issue is, is that so many people forget that there are defined you know there are defined things like there is a there is a definition for what what horror is just because it doesn't i was telling so there's a lot of horror movies that aren't scary but i'm saying that just because something may not scare me doesn't mean it's not horror just and it, it, this can apply to so many things just because I don't like this particular genre of of like a subgenre of of heavy metal doesn't mean it's not heavy metal. My liking it or disliking it does not change what it is. And I think so many people get mixed up to say, well, I don't I don't like this and I don't think it needs to be this. So I don't want to consider it horror because I have this idea of horror and this doesn't fit into it so it's not horror no it is it doesn't you don't have to like it but it's still horror regardless of what you want to say it's so stupid like i was i was i wanted to mention too my my co my my co-worker grant um we have these discussions uh told him i would mention him tonight he was like would you consider twister or dante's peak or um, what else did we talk about? Twister, Dante's Peak, Jurassic Park. Would you consider those horror movies? And I'm like, they're fucking shot like horror movies. You could say action adventure horror, but I would group horror in them because they're fucking horrifying. Like, have you seen Twister? Holy shit. They may- that is the only disaster movie where I've truly felt like the, like the, 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 uh, the storm was a tr- like a villain. I don't care that they made it roar like a lion. That shit was scary. Well, I mean, like the, the tornadoes in Twister are acting as monsters coming after these people. Like they, yes, they, it's like there are, there are moments yeah. in that movie that that where the the tornado purposely, almost purposely, turns itself and goes after them. Yes, it's not like it's just a tornado going by. Uh, and, and when it comes to Jurassic Park, I 100% count Jurassic Park as a horror movie. Um, yes, there are there are entire scenes that are terrifying <laughs> in that. Like, I mean, the kitchen scene with the raptors. The oh my music, god! The, the shot yes. composition, everything in that is is straight horror. Yeah, like have you seen? You all seen Dante's Peak, right? I have. I I have not. The, there's so, okay. There is so much terrifying stuff in that movie there's a part where they're trying to get across this lake because they're 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 rescuing grandma on the mountain she lives like in a house on the mountain and the volcanoes erupted and lava's everywhere and stuff and they're trying to take a little motorboat to the other side of the lake to get to safety and they learn that somehow the lake has turned acidic and it's starting to slowly sink the boat and then pierce bros is like it's acid and these there's two young children and linda hamilton and the grandma and pierce then in the boat and it's slowly sinking as they're like trying to calm the kids down by singing row 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 your boat and then the grandma gets out like when they're pretty close to the 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 uh like the 
the shore, but they're not close enough because the the acid water ate the uh, propeller. So she gets out and obviously is in agony while it's like melting her legs, pushes the boat to the um, shore and gets out and her legs are horribly disfigured and burned. And as a kid, this fucking this was so scary. There's a part where these ki- these two people got into a hot spring and they don't know that the volcano erupts and like it like boiled them alive. There's so many horror elements. And just like what you said, Steve, it, it the way these movies are shot and lit and the sound like they're lit shots. They it, they're done like horror movies, especially Twister, especially Jurassic Park. And like it's just so, it just comes across as just incredibly gatekeepy. Again, I know we're talking about horror movies, but this applies to like everything. Is I hear the music a lot, but it's like it's it's almost especially the people who are ashamed, like they hate horror as a genre. It's like the especially the academy, yeah. you know, the academy and Hollywood. They want to. I, you know, the people who say I've never made a horror movie or I don't. Yes, it is a horror. I don't give a shit. You're the director. Fine. Um, the only person that I would ever give a pass to is Frank Henenlotter, who directed Basket Case and Frankenhooker and uh, um, Bad Biology and Brain Damage. He considers that none of the movies he's ever made are horror movies. <laughs> what does he think? He, he, yeah, he considers them disgusting exploitation films. <laughs> buddy, buddy, horror movies, horror comedy. <laughs> Have you seen your movie, buddy? I'm friends with him on Facebook, Frank Hennen. We don't talk, but like, I'm it's uh, I'm friends with him, and it's he's a really, really nice guy. He's just, but yeah, I don't know why. It's it's just so frustrating when you're like, it's a horror movie, and people don't want to consider it so just because they can't, you know. They can't wrap their sensibilities around it or they just hate the genre so much they don't want it to be included. I think Silence of the Lambs may be like one of the biggest culprits for this. That's I, what I was going to say. I think yeah. Steve's got a whole thing on that. Yes, I was I, I was going to ask. I was like, it's going to say, I know you all have thoughts about this and I would absolutely love to hear what you have to say. I mean, it's, it's just like any other thing that we've been talking about. Um, it wasn't really considered not a horror movie when it was being shot and everything it's it's one of those things where it's like when it started winning oscars and started getting more and more popular right people start going well it's a crime thriller just like get out when get out won oscars they were like well this is just a thriller you know um and it's this idea that like horror movies can't win awards so they have to be thrillers or crime thrillers or 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 uh dark comedies or whatever, whatever you want to call some of these things. Um, but there is so much about the silence of the lambs that is, that elicits fear that is truly terrifying. Yes. The, the moment, the moment towards the end when um, Clarice is in the dark and she can't see, but yeah. Buffalo Bill can see it's with so his night vision goggles. That is terrifying. That's Part so of- scary. It's so he it's so scary. Out, and he literally sticks his hand out. He can reach out to her and she can't see him. Like that to, to, that is horror. That is that is terrifying. That is horrifying. And it is designed in a way to elicit fear. Um so I just don't have a lot of patience when people are like, oh well, that's just a crime thriller, though. Um 
Because I, I think that a lot of the Silence of the Lambs is there to elicit fear. I mean, even even the shots when she's in the what's her name's in the uh, the well, and you're looking up at Buffalo Bill like that. That is creepy. Like you're in a well and you're looking up at him, and he's he's looking down at you. It's horrifying. Um, and and just knowing, you know, all all of the the the, the design of that film and everything is just either kind of gross or it elicits some sort of fear or disgust. So I just don't have, by the definition that I just read off a while ago, um, The Silence of the Lambs fits as a horror movie. If that's not a horror movie, then Henry Portrait of a Killer, a serial killer is not a horror movie. Uh, they're both fucking horror movies. They, you can say they're psychological horror movies. They're scary. Tons of horror elements, tons of horror elements in them. So, Dumb argument. Obviously, there are traditional characteristics of a horror movie, right? Um, you, you, yeah. If it seeks to elicit fear, or disgust, but let's like dig into that a little bit more. What on camera do you usually see when you're like, "Wait, is this a horror movie?" Like, if you don't know it's a horror movie and you put it on, what would you expect, right? From from lighting, from production value. Because this might get down to why some people are like, oh, that's not a horror movie. That might be why um, my brother-in-law, Forrest, was like, oh, Midsommar is not a horror movie. It's because, in my opinion, most people are used to seeing heavy shadowing, tense music, dark, you know, dark, creepy castles or or graveyards with fog rolling through them. The classic hammer or universal set. Yes. Or the camp. With the killer coming out of the lake, um, or or wherever, um, the babysitters hanging out. Like if it's not something like this, in these traditional set pieces or settings or lighting styles or music that we think of, therefore it is not horror. And I think that's where a lot of people get the idea that something is not horror is because it doesn't fit that. When there's plenty of horror movies that take place in broad daylight or um jaws has a lot of adventure music in it but jaws is a horror movie um, jaws is absolutely a horror movie <laughs> uh so do, do, do you think that that you all think that that might be a little bit of what is causing people to go oh that's not a horror movie i think it's, i think it's part of it for sure um i think you maybe get an understanding as you're growing let's say you're growing up and you have the opportunity to be exposed to horror movies and that's something you're interested in then you're going to have this preconceived notion of oh well these things interested me as a child um and you know those are the things that scared me um so you're going to associate things tropes uh the way they're shot lighting sound things like that you were saying into a horror movie or into what would be their definition of horror. And then let's say it was like, they grew up on like hammer or universal stuff. Then yeah, that's going to be closely like, that's going to be what they really associated with. And I think that's a big reason as to why so many people, so many people um, don't want to branch out because they're so there's, they're so stuck in, that this is what this is what their favorite things are. So the things that exist outside of that, they don't, you know, like it goes back to what I was saying, like 
it, well, those things don't scare me or they don't fall within this, these parameters. Therefore I'm not going to consider it horror because I consider this stuff horror. And I feel like it's, I don't know. It, it seems like that could definitely be a, a, a reason why like, um, you know, folks just seeing what they see as a kid and then, yeah, I would, at least that's I would how say- I see it. If 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 I didn't consider every movie that per- doesn't personally scare me a horror movie, the genre <laughs> would be like the genre would only be like three four movies. Like, I mean, the more you watch horror movies, the more hardened you become when it comes to fear and scares and all that. And, and like, yeah. you have to you have to have that like understanding of like, yeah, I've watched a lot of horror movies, therefore like smaller or I'm gotten older, like different like other things are not going to scare me, but that's still designed though to elicit fear yeah because um, what's scary is so subjective to people i i still see people and i've talked about this before i still see people to this day who say the exorcist is the scariest movie ever made and they'll yeah. say uh, that you know they'll watch it now and it still scares them and it's like well okay like that's that's good i'm glad it works on you i saw it for the first time God, almost 20 years ago, and it didn't scare me then. So, like, does that make it not a horror movie? Obviously not. That would be idiotic. I would never argue that. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff that does scare me. Uh, Fuck, there's a movie with uh, Charlize Theron called Tully that is very much a drama about a woman with a fairly useless husband and a new baby and a young child with autism. And she's going out of her mind. That scares me. That could be a horror movie. That's not the one where she, where Pat Oswald is in it, is it? I don't know. She hallucinates a uh, a nanny that she's kind of in love with. I don't think that's it. That I saw something with her and Pat Oswald, and she, it was. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that was it though. It's a very good movie, but yeah, like it's what scares you is personal, and yeah, people act like, oh, well, it didn't scare me. It's not horror. That obviously is not going to work. I've seen people say the Babadook is laughable. And um, I, I still like when he starts screaming his name, I still have to cover my ears. I've seen that goddamn thing like 10 times. Uh, Rebecca McKendry, who I respect a lot. She's a professor of horror, said that Sinister is a children's movie. Like, I don't... I can't wrap my goddamn head around that one, but I, I, I really hope that that she meant that it's just a movie with children in it. Cause I can't imagine showing like a nine year old or an eight year old uh, sinister. Like. No, I watched it like 30 and then slept with the lights on for three days. That makes me think of the BBC showing uh watership down accidentally during Easter oh, <laughs> to no. kids. Like, oh, hey, bunny movie. Holy shit. They're killing each other. Oh, that this is and the, the mom's getting mad and then it, stop showing this and they BBC says, fuck you, and they keep showing Watership down every fucking Easter. Well, it, it, it also reminds me of that <laughs> time, I think it was in Australia where they accidentally showed the trailer for Hereditary. Doing like a children's movie or something. I love it. I (laughs) fucking love it so much. (laughs) But I mean, so 
Yeah, like Hano's Hano's on something here. Obviously, like what scares me, what scares you, what scares random people, what scares someone new to the genre. Yeah, um, and what scares someone who's hardened and and uh, you know a hardened horror filmmaker or whatever is right. very very different. Um, and you you never know what's going to truly scare you until it happens to you. You know, until you see. Yeah. It. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, if if you have such a rigid view of the horror genre that if it doesn't scare you, then it's not horror, then uh, I've got some bad news. The genre doesn't really even exist. I'm with Hannah, though, honestly, about Exorcist. Like, I saw it when I was probably 12 or 13. I was born and grew up in the church. I haven't stepped foot in a church in 10 years, but, like, I was in the church it didn't scare me at all. When I watched it as a kid, I watched it like three times between me being like in my preteen years and up until I was about to graduate high school, I saw it two or three times and it never, I was like, I was almost kind of bored by it. And then the more I watched it growing up as I was changing, I I have a lot more appreciation for it um, just as a horror movie, but it didn't didn't do fucking anything for me as a kid, and I was like, "Why do people think this movie's so scary?" I am not scared in any capacity, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, but well, I think I think too, even in terms of like, is this movie scary? There's different ways of being scared, right? Like, yeah. there's there's jump scares, which is really more of a physiological startle response. I don't count that as actually being scared, but some people do. There's something like threads where it's more of a like, ah, fuck, this could really happen. Kind of psychological, deep dread thing. There are movies like, say, Sinister, where it is just an ongoing kind of omnipresent. God, everything in this is horrible and awful. Or honestly, Midsommar feels like that to me, too. Where like there's something wrong the entire time and you don't know what. Or something where, you know, maybe there's just something that pops out every once in a while, like maybe more like The Exorcist, where you're afraid of this entity, but it's not there all the time and it comes in and out. But even the quality of being scared, you can be scared in different ways and with different movies. And just saying like, oh, this is scary doesn't necessarily tell you very much. Agreed. Uh, and, And then even like depending on on what time period you're living in and what what kind of culture you're living in different things are going to be scary for different people um yeah i i don't know anybody who is truly still scared of frankenstein um <laughs> no. frankly no. And, and somebody was like frankenstein still scares me to this day i'm like yeah, okay i mean you do you cool uh, I, I just it feels like more people watch that now just because they like it instead of just being actually scared of it yeah um, there's movies i watch all the time that do not scare me in any any capacity i can't tell you how many times i, I like i still constantly rewatch the original halloween and halloween 2018 i keep revisiting that they don't scare me in any capacity but i still recognize how you know how much i love those fucking movies still but like yeah yeah i mean like so much of horror is based off of, of folklore or has religious connotations that like, or, or societal fears, especially like, you know, Frankenstein is, is got 
uh, xenophobic kind of thing going with it, or you know, the fear of science taking over religion, playing God, all that. But you, I mean, you can do that for just about any horror movie, um, and it's it's all different. And you know, the the torture porn movies of of two thousands were a direct response to nine eleven torture in Iraq. Um, and all that different stuff. And it might have different connotations for somebody who is, you know, alive during all of that and, and was watching those and watching what was going on the news versus somebody who's going to be born 20 years from now. Right. So, but yeah, yeah, I, I think the whole point is that like horror is so hard to define in a rigid way. And I think that goes back to genre theory. Like, like you can't define genres very well, which is why some scholars want to do away with it and all that. I'm a, I'm a genre person. I think genre is a great way to define content like movies because it's all about the emotion. What emotion does it elicit? You know, comedy elicits laughter, enjoyment or, or right. whatever. And then, you know, uh, romantic movies, you know, try to elicit different emotions. Um, some movies just make you want to cry the whole time and horror movies may try to make you scared. So it's, it's just, it doesn't do the genre any service to try to be like, no, that's not a horror movie. No, that's not a horror movie. Yeah. You made a good point though. Um, going back to what you said about torture porn. I feel like I hear that a lot about, stuff that is within extreme horror cinema now don't get me wrong i do not think that anybody ever should subject themselves to something that they are not comfortable with watching i will never advocate for forcing anybody to watch a horror movie like i i don't think any if somebody's like hey you know i'm gonna make you watch a serbian film no, that's fucked up. That's that is you should never ever 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 do that. It doesn't matter what it is. If, if even within horror movies, these things should be done consensually. Everything like this with things like this should be done consensually. Um but uh I feel like so many people like I feel like it, most people don't mention some people do mention a Serbian film, but Saw is one of the biggest culprits and like you said you know torture porn is a direct response to 9-11 and 9-11 basically birthed this fucking subgenre and i feel like so many people say movies like this they're just disgusting they're not horror and i'm like yes it is horror it disgusts you if it makes you feel sick to your stomach and is it causes you to like you know literally feel you know yes you're not being scared as in you know it's it's touching on uh subjects in a in a nuanced matter it is bringing full force you know you're watching something that you feel like you shouldn't be watching and to say my fucking piece about a serbian film I will never, ever, 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 ever argue that the movie isn't disgusting. It has some of the most perverse, gross things in it. And yes, again, you should never, ever watch these things if that's not something you're into. However, 
I think there's when you add the context that the movie was made in a political sense, that the movie was made to be as disgusting as absolutely possible as a fuck you to the Serbian government who is trying to implement fucking censorship on all sorts of art at the time. And that the whole message of the movie is you get fucked in birth, life and death. Do I, like I said, is it something I even myself seek out? No, but like, and even when I talk about like cannibal Holocaust, no, I, I abhor, you know, real animal violence. And if I'm being honest, cannibal for rocks, another movie that came out literally the same year as cannibal Holocaust by a different director has is very similar it has much worse animal violence and that's not a you know it's who has the worst one no it's all bad i don't i don't condone that either however um those are still horror movies especially um you know like anything in extreme horror for instance august underground the trilogy is one of the most notorious like they're no you know they're 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 touted as like the sickest films ever made i'm actually friends with fred vogel the um director of all the august underground movies on facebook after he got done with those he just started making like independent horror and he's like a family man and stuff uh he's actually a really nice guy like he's 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 always loves talking to fans and he's just he like responds all the time to people um but like yes i feel like sometimes you know I feel like yes, I will not. I would never argue that the August Underground movies aren't horror. Do are they going to? You know, are they going to sicken a lot of people? Sure. Do they have subject matter, which is stuff that I, I don't proactively seek out? Yes, absolutely. I'm in defense of these of these movies being horror films, and a lot of them I will never watch because I have no. I think growing older, I have become maybe more sensitive to graphic violence as far as like shown in a realism sense you know what i mean like it's not it's not just shown like terrifier because i can even terrifier too as disgusting as it is you can still see these are prosthetics and effects and i look at it like wow these are really like these are really good uh gore effect, like really good gore effects on a technical level and then you got august underground which touches on these in a real way and it's really hard to watch but that's the thing. Is it? It's not for everybody. No, I'm not going to suggest that people should watch these. But I will not argue that they're not horror movies. And I, but I mean, like I said, I see a lot of people say that, and it goes back to it doesn't matter if you despise it, if you hate the fuck out of it, it's still a horror movie regardless of that. It's like somebody said about science. It doesn't matter if somebody disagrees with the facts. Um, science is science, and you know, we landed on them. I'm not getting into all that, but my point is, is like, it doesn't matter. It's correct. What, whether you want to, you know, whether you want to agree with it or not. And I think that the same applies to horror movies and uh, whether it's extreme, whether it's a genre you don't like. And even if it goes as far as like stuff, you wouldn't even consider like Twister or Jurassic park. Absolutely. Horror movies. Yeah. I am just so sick of the gatekeeping. I'm, I'm so sick of the, all, all that stuff. And um, I feel like if we can make some sort of impact ever with our whole podcast, I hope even if we never get worldwide recognition, we can make some sort of impact on how people feel about gatekeeping earth would be more thoughtful about it. 
because I, there's so many great horror movie fans in this world and people I love interacting with, but I hate in the year of our Lord, 2023, that gatekeeping is still a thing and that we even have to have this discussion, albeit a very, very good discussion. And I was so pumped to come into this conversation tonight. And I feel like we, this has been a really good conversation. So, um, yeah, but those are, that's like yeah. my, two cents on it. That's like all of my thoughts. I think the rest of it on the matter. I'll shut up now. <laughs> Hannah, do you, do you have any uh, more thoughts on, on anything that Troy said or, or um, on, on this subject? Um, obviously we all hate gatekeeping. Um, and I think you made Troy, you made a really good point about um, recognizing movies as horror that you don't like. Um. So yeah, Hannah, do you, do you have more thoughts since this was your, your topic? Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll throw in something that's going to give Troy an aneurysm. Steve, I know <laughs> you've already heard it because I've been complaining about it for like three months. Uh, I witnessed in some fucking comment, I don't even remember what the initial one was, but it devolved into someone saying that slashers are not horror. Uh, because they are just torture porn. And I like, I feel like it was a moment of personal growth for me because I looked at it and went, Nope, I'm not engaging and walked away. It's like, how do you like, I think that's what they call fractal wrongness where you're wrong on every single point <laughs> And it adds up to being like, especially wrong. That's like so, saying I hate spaghetti because it's macaroni <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not even pasta it's macaroni yeah it's exactly. like yeah it's it's wrong yeah. yes i agree and that uh, almost okay. gave me an aneurysm yes and i do wonder sometimes like obviously it's different when it's in the horror community and that's frustrating but sometimes i also think some of this stuff like especially maybe like silence of the lambs or uh, there's a lot of people who say the Jordan Peele movies aren't horror. They're all thrillers or sci-fi. Uh, I heard someone say Parasite is a comedy. I have not seen that one, so I can't, like, have no opinion, but it sounds to me like it's more like horror comedy. Uh, but yeah. sometimes, I, sometimes I think these conversations are coming from people who are not horror fans. And, you know, maybe they don't want to like or maybe they're just they're just talking they're just saying things and sometimes you have to just be like yeah you know what you don't you have no idea what you're talking about and just sort of let them go at that point and it is i think it is maybe worth pushing back on some of the you know especially the bigger movies you know if it's winning an oscar and people are like oh it's not horror like it might it might be worth being like no horror movies can be really good um, yeah. I have to travel a lot for my job and I spend a lot of time sitting around talking to doctors and at one of the last, uh, dinners I had, it came, I, apparently I mentioned a few too many horror movies, but one of the doctors was like, do you like horror? And I said, yeah. And he said, oh, so, so you really like a lot of bad movies. And I was like, no, I actually like, I really, I'm not one of the like that's fine there are a lot of people like horror fans who like the 
the schlocky stuff and that's fine absolutely like what you like but no there's a lot of like really really well made and very deep horror with great acting and great cinematography like no <laughs> horror can, and i hate the term elevated horror but there's there's absolutely a level of horror movies that i think goes by the wayside because people are so busy defining it away and sometimes it's people who should know better i think sometimes it's just people who don't know any better yeah and and i i would even push back on the idea that like you know schlocky means bad you know like not all schlocky movies are bad. We every single one of us likes a, a schlocky movie. We all like Return of the Living Dead. You know, we, oh, we all God, like yeah. we all like I these have movies. So many schlocky movies in my collection that yeah. I love. Oh yeah. God, yeah. Um and then when it comes to elevated horror, I mean I think we all three hate that term. Yes. Um, just because yes. of what it implies. But I think honestly, I think Joe Bob Briggs his quote is the best. Um, when it comes to it and it was something along the lines i'm paraphrasing here like elevated horror is a term for people who don't want to like horror movies yes i i love that term i love it so much i love that sorry term that quote yes i agree (laughs) and then uh steve as long as we're talking about gatekeeping horror do you want to share what your um Japanese horror professor said last semester because I haven't stopped thinking about that either. God, that Isn't this crazy. something you mentioned before? Did you mention this before? <laughs> yeah, it was like two semesters ago. I, you know, it, I mean, if you don't want to, just cut this out. No, it's fine. It's going to be hard to remember. Um, but it, it was very, uh, that professor had a very rigid definition of what horror was. Um, said a lot of different movies weren't horror if i remember right there was like the ring wasn't horror i it was something ridiculous it was a ridiculous statement hannah do you remember i mean i it's been two semesters i'm i'm i know yeah i do it's burned into my brain uh so any movie where the villain can be destroyed is not a horror movie oh that's it yeah yeah and so like the ring sinister the grudge most like yeah. Jay horror. Those are horror movies. Nothing else is. Yeah. It, it felt because we were in a Japanese horror cinema class. It felt very like, cause a lot of Japanese horror uh, deals with curses that are unstoppable. It's something in Japanese culture. Yes. You know, they, they don't think that that specters or, or um, their version of demons or whatever can be really stopped um, and curses too. Um, so Basically, she just said, yeah, like it wasn't, you know, if it could be stopped, it's not true horror. And I was like, well, there goes the American film industry. There goes the European horror <laughs> film industry. Um, I guess, you know, I guess Dracula is not horror. Like I, I spent a couple days <laughs> thinking about it and complaining. Like every time that I would, I remember, I think I talked to both of you about it. And every time that I talked to you all, I complain about it. I just... What does it even fucking mean, man? Like, <laughs> I have put that out of my brain, um, <laughs> and now it's back. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, my hot take for like that sort of conversation too is I, I always tell people like 
the first Terminator is a slasher movie. Like it's, it has all the hallmarks of a fucking slasher movie. It is a, you have a, you have a, you have a girl who he's stalking. You have an unstoppable killing machine. Who's emotionless and very unstoppable and is willing to do anything to get to this girl. And you have, you know, the person helping her out who gets killed along the way, but she ends up solely being the survivor girl. And instead of a, a knife or a bladed weapon, he uses guns, which is almost a no, no in slasher movies, but like just it's very, very, I it's very much like everything about Terminator is like, so it's such, it's, it's so horror. It's such a horror movie. That's kind of like my, my, I, 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 I always bring it up. Um, speaking of like just kind of out there stuff about you wouldn't think that they're horror movies, I guess. Maybe that's a popular thing people think. I don't know, but I just think about it all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think James Cameron intended to make a, a horror movie. So yeah. you're you're right. Absolutely. Even like but- parts of the second one are like sort of like a horror, like. <sighs> Parts of the second movie are pretty pretty horrifying. I'd consider it more action, and that's fine. It's, I, I love both right, of those yeah. movies. But, um, Could we talk about how easily horror can blend into other genres? Like, like comedy is, is a big big one in horror, obviously. Like oh, man. Horror comedies. Oh, man. I had this discussion with someone they okay they were claiming that no good horror movies came out i fucking listed the last 10 years i was like there's a great horror movie from every year and on in 2011 i li- i named um tucker and dale versus evil and they said no that's not a horror movie that's a comedy and i'm like do you know how closely horror and comedy are like they're basically they're they're basically twins as far as how they're set up as movies that's why comedy people are usually really good um you know jordan peele to a lesser extent david gordon green and danny mcbride are really good at making horror movies. It's timing. It's all sorts of things. But I'm sitting here like, you can't discount a horror movie because it's a horror comedy. It's still a horror movie. And I think about that all the time. I can, that's, the, that's the only time somebody told me that Tucker and... It was either Tucker and Dale or... Um, or um, I've heard it about Shaun, Shaun of, of the, the Dead. Dead. Shaun of the Dead, yeah. It's a it is a horror. It's fucking zombies in it. I don't mean to have like my my voice break like that, but it's just like, are you <laughs> insane? You don't think that that Shaun of the Dead or or um Tucker and Dale versus yes, they're very funny. They are horror movies. Well, they're just, horror movies, and just like I mean. <sighs> there's plenty of, of movies that have such terrifying content in it. Cause I like, I, you know, I think that the comedy is laid on stronger in something like Shaun of the dead or Tucker and Dale, but even something like get out where it, yeah. it is about the fear. Like how many times did people 
do you audibly laugh when you watch Get Out because of some of the comedic relief in there? There's yes, it's such excellent comedic relief because Jordan Beals knows what the fuck he's doing. Absolutely. You need it sometimes. Like Dan's a genius. Yeah. One of my complaints about the black phone was like that movie is so bleak and so heavy and you eventually get a minute of relief with um, whatever his name is. I think it's David something. Uh, the brother with the Coke problem. Yeah, and so-and-so. Oh, the, he's in Sinister. Yeah, the, whoever the cop. so-and-so is. Whereas yeah. like Sinister also has that tone, but you get deputy so-and-so more often throughout it and he's got all the little like he's so funny and puppy doggish and you get those moments of lightheartedness and that makes the rest of it easier to take even though it's still depressing and scary the whole time yeah yeah uh, i think that i agree with that that i mean there are movies where i'm like i think comedic relief would just take away from it but I think if you're dealing with something like that, that having some comedic relief or having some sort of relief is, is fine. Is, is yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, so trying to define this line, I think is what we've gotten to is, is really hard to do. Right. When something is a horror movie and something is not a horror movie, I think it's, almost impossible to define it fully like as a straight line i think mm-hmm. that it's more it gives and takes more um if that makes sense but the it's really hard for me to sit there and watch a horror movie and go this isn't really a horror movie like it it has to have like no reason for i could where i can go yeah i'm i'm getting fear out of this or i'm getting <laughs> Like there's there's some sort of something in the story that is trying to elicit fear. Even like I mean, old horror is all almost all entirely supernatural. And yeah. one of the things that happened in the late '60s and early '70s, especially American cinema, is it moved to more realistic horror. It mm-hmm. went to stuff like Psycho, Texas Chainsaw, Last House on the Left. Suddenly, the villain could be a family member, an entire family. Um, they would be in your neighborhood. Yeah. You yeah. get home. They would invade your house. Hannah, this is some of your favorite kind of horror, domestic horror, yeah. home invasions. Mm-hmm. Um, right. when, when those movies were first really getting popular, they were described as not horror because there's no supernatural element, which now we would be like, but it's scarier because a group of people could, unlikely, but a group of people could invade my house or I could come across a serial killer or even more likely my husband could try to kill me. Yes. Um, yep. We have to do the strangers sometime. I don't think we've talked about the strangers. We can do the strangers at some point. Speaking of how just home invasion war. I've been thinking about that movie. Anyways, sorry to make you off. Um, so Hannah, do you have thoughts on like people's trying to say that domestic horror or home invasion horror is not actually horror? I don't know. I have a take. It might be too hot. What? Uh, things that focus on, especially if it's anything where the, the husband or the father is the problem. 
I can see people writing that off and saying, oh, no, that's not horror because we don't want to admit how scary that is. That's too realistic. That's something that happens too often. It would be easier just to go, yeah, well, that's just a thriller. That's whatever, rather than admitting like, no, this is actually a horrifying thing. And of course, the next step would be like, oh, no, this is, you know, obviously without like, I'm not thinking Ryan Reynolds being possessed in Amityville or whatever. Uh, so not like supernatural aspects of it. But uh, that is unfortunately the way a lot of women live. That's honestly one of the reasons that I ultimately did end up becoming so interested in horror. There's not a lot of genres that are honest about how not all, not anywhere near all, but the way some men behave about the the effects of aggression and egotism and whatever other ways that the negative effects of men's socializ socialization tend to manifest. Uh, even if it is something supernatural like Freddy or Myers, where you're taking all these negative attributes and making them larger than life, horror lets you have a scary man and says, yes, look at this, look how horrible that is. Other genres don't do that. And this is totally off the, the point at this point, but uh, I'll also point out horror is the genre that lets women speak more than any other genre. And yeah, some of it is because they're, you know, screaming, but it is still nice that uh, you get that kind of parody in this genre. Absolutely. Absolutely. I th that, that all of that made total sense. And I agree with every point. Um, we're getting close to being out of time here. So why don't we do something? Um, I want you to name a traditionally, um, traditionally non-horror movie that you think fits the definition of horror. Um, and I'm going to start with, um, it's kind of an easy one, low-hanging fruit, but I'm going to do it. It's Return to Oz. I think that... <laughs> Oh my god yeah yeah, yeah Re return to oz is is maybe not designed to be uh, a war movie but has absolutely got some you know i think that there are definitely set pieces in it that elicit fear um especially for children so i i count return to oz in the horror genre do you all have uh one that you want to add Oh, certainly. I have one. What about you, Hannah? I'll uh, I'll let you go first. Roy, you go and let me think. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, I would consider oh. that within the realm of horror. <laughs> not, not even just the psychedelic, horrible boat ride trip. There's a lot of really fucking scary things about that movie. And I feel like, cause I was thinking, you know, and the say it's really easy to say something like Ernest scared stupid. Cause it's just like a kid's movie, even though it's definitely horror. Like it's, it's really easy to look at that as horror, but I was like thinking of something that's not easy to look at as horror. And I, I know I've already said 
Dante's Peak, Twister, and um, and Jurassic Park. But you know, I would definitely consider um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I feel like it has enough really horrifying things throughout the whole movie enough to consider it um, horror for sure in some capacity. Horror coded, maybe if that sounds better. I think the story in itself is kind of horror. I mean, it's it's a guy bringing in children into the into his factory and then knocking them off one at a time. Yeah, like like just straight up implying that they could be grievously injured. He's like, I don't know, they could be. Every time somebody something happens, somebody. (laughs) Hannah, have you thought? All right. Yes. So mine is who framed Roger Rabbit. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That, uh, that guy, is he like a factory owner, but he wants to dip the cartoons in the goo. That is terrifying. The dip is so scary. The dip. Yes. The dip. Oh God. (laughs) I saw that when I was little and I was like, this is fucking sadistic. Why are my parents letting me watch this? You see him put one in it. Yeah. That little shoe. And it's like screaming. That is awful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's really fucking, really fucking scary. Yeah. I think there's other ones that we could we could name too, like Wizard of Oz. I think also is is yeah got a lot of. I mean, the flying monkeys, yeah, scares the shit out of a lot of people. Um, so there there that that is what I wanted to do to end this, just because I thought it would be nice to just take some movies and bring them into the horror genre instead of pushing them out. Yeah. Um, what a great discussion we we had. Um. There was no real structure to it. That's why I wanted it. Um, just kind of going in and, and um, hopefully this will help some people or maybe, I don't know, maybe it'll annoy some people away from talking to us. <laughs> um, and if you get annoyed by this discussion, I probably don't want to talk to you anyway, frankly. Yeah. Um, so um, any final thoughts before we get into what we are covering next? No. I basically said my entire piece. I don't really have too much more to add. Yeah, there's not much more I got to say. Hannah, this is your uh, your conversation. No, but it's uh, my pick is a pretty good segue, though. Yeah, I think so. So segue us in. All right. So funnily enough, the movie that I've picked for next month is probably something that a lot of people don't consider horror. And I think they are absolutely wrong because everything about it is goddamn horrifying. And that is Boxing Helena by Jennifer Lynch. Now, Troy, you've never seen this, right? No, I've never seen it. I'm aware of the movie. I'm vaguely familiar with what it's about. I know it it does have um, Julian Sands and... um, um, Sherilyn Finn. Sherilyn Finn, yeah. Twin Peaks. Yep. It's a very Lynchian movie. Um, It's probably Jennifer Lynch's only movie that's much like her father's. so I think you'll enjoy it. I know I'm going to enjoy watching it again because I really like it. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited to watch it. I've heard nothing but good things, so I'm going into it uh, pretty excited to check it out. So kind of wild. You've heard nothing but good things, but it was yeah. like universally <laughs> panned. Yeah. yeah, no, it's one of those in 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 the, like the horror community or 
not even the horror community, but like people that in in the same circles as me that have seen it say good things about it. So I've just never I've never been around a lot of people who said negative things about it. So well, we'll, we'll uh, have that out either at the end of the month or the beginning of next month, um, and we'll be getting into serious serious Halloween season, spooky season. Uh, with with Scarefest coming up locally, and then all that different stuff, we will be bringing updates on that. Um, so we're gonna jump off here and uh, go watch movies that are definitely horror. <laughs> all right. Until then, my name is Steven. I'm Hannah. I'm Troy. And we will see you next time. <laughs>